All right, all right, all right. We are back in action. T-Roy and P-Roy back live on the pod. It's been quite a day. Fuck that uh, ass not the Trucks in the shop. Got an off day from work. Just doing a pod, getting a haircut. You know, kind of the getting a checklist of things off that you can't always do because you're at work, you know? Yeah, much needed off day for sure. The uh, Really bad. Something about having like an off day the night before knowing it is like better than the actual off day itself. Yeah, it's unpopular opinion. It's that sleep that you get knowing you don't have to slave away in the morning cuz dude, yeah. I think we've worked I want to say like 9 days straight exterior doing exterior work on homes. So mm-hmm. it's been really hot. It's been 110 degrees every day these last couple of weeks and we've been slaving away outside in it. So I think my biggest issue is when we get a jump a little later in the day. I notice a big difference when we get started versus seven versus like eight thirty. The heat, like the, it's eighty degrees, seven o'clock in the morning. If you can get going, first thing like that, you're it's a lot. You're a lot better off, bro. Mm-hmm. Way better off. We look healthier at the end. Of the I think day. an earlier start's just better in general. How many times have you seen one of us looking like we're almost dead? every day? I threw up like barely two weeks ago. I don't even throw up. Had like a couple pieces of pizza, just got too hot and just, hey, I don't feel so good. It wasn't. We were in a bad spot that day. That was, we were demoing down a patio. And then I had a couple days. I had a, a moment, what about, was that last week or was that this week? Mm, last was, week. Yeah. Two weeks ago. I think it was like Thursday of last week. I was up on the scaffold, double stack. Bro. Started like. Kind of getting knees a little shaky, a little wobbly. Uh-huh. Right I was uh-huh. like, oh, God, I need to get down right yeah. now. Knew I was about to, like, start kind of closing in on me a little bit. I was like, oh, shit, all right, I need to get down right now. I hate saying it, but we're 26. I'm 26. You're 27. We're not getting younger. No. And I can, I don't feel it yet. I don't have any real complaints. Bullshit. You but were I can. by your wrist the other day. Yeah, don't, but. Don't lie. It's not every day. It's just, like, whenever I tweak something, instead of it lasting for a day, it's more like a week. You know, like it goes away, but it's not like. You're telling me, bro. My ankle was like, yeah, in a really bad spot. I'm, I'm. T- I mean, you rolled it, old, old or not, you rolled it. Yeah, I rolled the shit out of it. I, my entire body weight fell on top of it. It went through a little triangle on the scaffold, so when I landed, it just kind of caught me a little caca. Yeah, you're a little tired. Boy, was I. Tell me, I walked that shit off. I, mm-hmm. He started asking me, you're like, I said, like, you good? good? You good? And he you just good, like. Like, you didn't say you, nothing? I was like, you good? You know, it's like, there's when you don't get an answer. You're in a dark place, for sure. You're trying to figure out if you're good. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, I knew I wasn't good, but I was trying to convince myself that I was good. Because a lot of it was is mindset, right? So I'm trying to tell myself, like, nah, you're good, bro. Mm-hmm. This is just, like, it's a little stinger. Because, you know, you, sometimes you hit something kind of hard. hit your funny bone. You're like, ooh, that doesn't feel good. But... Five minutes later, you're fine, you know? No, mm-hmm. it wasn't one of those. I'm still, even when we were putting the, that um, barber chair together today mm-hmm. at for, uh, for for B, shout out to Mr. Carter's Barbershop, by the way. Um, cool guy. Give him a look. Okay. He's off an of airline, kind of in Prairieville, across from Walmart. Real cool dude. Good vibes. Go check him out. But we were putting a chair together over there, and even when we were doing that, bro, and I was kind of like moving around on the ground, the outside of my ankles swollen to the point where that's the first thing that hits the ground. Mm-hmm. So when I'm put sitting kind of weird like that, and I got pressure on it. The first thing that was hitting, I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. Kept kept hitting it the wrong way. It's been a little tender since we uh since we played shot some uh, golf shots the other day. My ankle was fucked up. Yeah, It'd be alright though. We got a new podcast set up. Episode three. Try to switch it up think. a little bit. What's that? So let us know what y'all think. Yeah. I mean, we probably got no many. I mean, I don't know who's really watching, but like, feel free to critique us, even if it's you feel like it's bad. We we'll might take not it. listen, but. Yeah. We might one we'll year out the it. other, but we'll, we'll read it. Yeah, it'll go in one ear. It might go out the other, but it'll go in one ear. Yeah, I don't. I kind of like this setup better because it makes it feel more like a conversation, less, or kind of like also more pointed at the camera, more pointed toward each other. I feel like you were more visible. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's going to be nice is not having to – because when you're at the table, 
you you're looking at each other because the table's squared off that way, and but you're also trying to angle yourself a little bit this way to so the camera can see. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. It's kind of awkward. But I do have a kind of some podcast questions I wanted to ask. What did you think of our thing today going to the barbershop? Dude, I always have like good. We're gonna get them on the show soon, but I always have a a good mindset going in because I always know it's gonna be a positive experience. So going in, I always feel good. He's always in a good mood. He always has high energy, and he always has something to talk about. And it's not just, like, it's about growth financially, spiritually, like, everything. It's always about growth. It's always about, like, the forward progression, which I, I love. Because it's not just about getting a haircut. Because on, me on top of getting a haircut, because I go every two weeks, it's I leave feeling good. I go in feeling good, knowing I'm about to get a good experience, a good haircut. I leave feeling good because I look better if they're getting a clean cut. But I also feel like I learned something. Even if I don't learn anything, I feel like I grew as a person by having a like a super positive interaction with that dude. Even if our goals don't necessarily entirely align for him to be like a mentor for us, I feel like he is a very good mentor outside. Because like when I think of a mentor, for example, especially with what we do, think of somebody who's maybe do, does like steel work, welds. Um, builds houses, somebody who's a little more established, maybe in the construction industry, knows a lot more about that world, right? Blue collar, right? Mm. I wouldn't think of our mentor as a barber, but mm. as far as mentors go, I'd say he's probably one of my top three to, of guys in this world that I'll truly take advice from. Yeah. Which kind of seems goofy, but you're one of my mentors, as weird as that might seem, just because I, t- I value your advice over most people's opinions, you know, I'm sure it kind of goes the same way, whether you realize it or not, but yeah, it's one of those, you know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? It's just one of those things where it's like, naturally you fall into that category for me. Um, I mean, shit, bro. My dad passed away when I was young. I've got stepdads that were abusive. You think I got any good fucking mentors? <laughs> no, no. But no. I made the most out of my situation because I surround myself with people like you, people like Brandon, People like our, even our clients, bro, you you notice like we don't get shady clientele because all of our clients are kind of on the same wave where we do good work and we mess with good people. So it kind of word spreads to if you're doing, if you're doing shady work, bro, who do you think they're going to tell? Shady fucking people. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're doing good quality work for good people, they're going to tell, they probably associate with good people. So they're going to let them know, you know, like, hey, this guy keeps his house clean. He's quick. He's in and out. He's respectful. They come in. Then you don't have to worry about him taking your shit. Cause that's a big deal, bro. I wouldn't. Yeah. I'd be weird about letting random people come in my house to. Cause you don't know, man. No, you don't you, know. What if the ju- What if your wife's jewelry box is sitting in there and you're doing tile in the bathroom? You mm-hmm. know, you got to be able to trust somebody's not gonna go fuck with that. And that's the reality of it. That's why I'm so particular about who I let bring around and who we let meet us at job sites and very, very weird about that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. but we do a good job. That's just about, like, building a team, though. Building a team, building, like, relationships, is you always have to vet people. And I feel like me, I know it's probably the same for you, but we have to do it quicker, faster and quicker. You can't just assume that everyone has good interest in you or, like, good uh, intentions based off of, like, how they act or how they say It's just early us, on. It's literally just me and you, so, like, yeah, we got to be quick as shit about it. Yeah, no, I just mean in general. So any type of interactions, like... You can't just assume you give people the benefit of the doubt because I feel like I give everyone the benefit of the doubt until I kind of see a red flag or uh, they give me a reason to be like, all right, like I better watch out for this for this dude or for this girl for whatever, because you never know, man. And a lot of times the people that have good intentions or good energy early on are the ones you should kind of watch out for in a way, you know? Yeah, a lot of high energy people at first will kind of. So, yes and no, right? I've met high it always energy, always varies. I met high energy people at first who are shady as fuck by the end of it, and the reason they're so high energy is because they've got a shady side to them. They're kind of covering up. But I've also met people that are just naturally high energy as shit. Look at my yeah. little brother, for example. He'll literally just ah, yeah. That's like you, bro. You're kind of calm right now, but like I try to be. It's calm toward the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, shit. I'm pr- I'm pretty high energy, but that's who I am. Yeah. 90% of the time. By the end of the day, I slow down a little bit, kind of, you know, get on a little more relaxed page. Today's been a little more of a chill day, going to get the truck dropped off and trying to get, you know, the oil and fuel filter and shit changed out on it, getting a haircut. Hasn't been so much high energy. Plus, days like today, and this might sound goofy, but days like today where we're not on a job site, I'm actually more drained 
energy-wise than I am whenever I go to a job site, physically do labor. Like mentally, think of all the conversation we've had to brain, like think, think, think. You know what I'm saying? You, mm -hmm. How many conversations did we have with B? How many thought, you can only make so many decisions in a day. Even have holding conversation like we are right now. We're making decisions based off of every second, what we're gonna say, and it's quick thinking. You only mm -hmm. have so much of that in your brain. And so when you're using a lot of that in the morning and when you're trying to decide, okay, do I need to get this changed out of my vehicle? Do I need to get this? Should I get these check the brakes checked out? And then Brandon's always got, like you said, good info. You always feel like you leave there with something more. Yeah. But it, that's a lot of energy you're using thinking along those lines, trying to grow. You know, you're using brain power to grow your brain at the end of the day. So when you think, when you, for you to feel more recharged, like you said, when you're moving around the job sites and we're actively working, you feel more rejuvenated or more energized doing versus that doing like our podcast or, or like conversating with our barber while you're getting your haircut. This drains me more than doing. I can work all day long mm -hmm. from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., even later. That don't bother me. That's kind of like I grew up doing this shit. So that's kind of bred into me, talking all day like that, like a barber does. I don't know how he does it. Seeing that, <laughs> seeing that many people, holding that many different conversations, meaningful conversations too, because the reason he has so much clientele is not just because of how good of a haircut he gives. It's a lot because everybody gives a good haircut. Maybe not yeah. as good as he gives because he gives a fire fucking cut. But I'm saying not everybody – if it's just about a haircut, you can go anywhere for a haircut. People go to him because of what he brings to the table as yeah. a human being. The experience. He, the experience, right? He puts you on game with a lot of shit. He's done that for us. I told him at one point, I said, look, man, it's no disrespect to you because I'm not even talking about him in particular. But I told him, I was like, there's moments where I feel like people that are in his generation don't put us on game because it's low-key, like kind of gatekeeping the – info so it's all about money right and so they don't want to they want to gatekeep what's making them money because you don't there's only so much money to go around so they don't really put you on game with what's working versus what didn't work hey this is the process to this they want you to figure that shit out on your own a lot mm -hmm. of times it's a competitive and world we live in dude. yeah bro it's competitive as fuck being a dude but if you can find a couple people that will look out for your interests and kind of help you avoid running into those you know walls that are too big for you or show you how to get over those walls that are too big for you like look this wall might be too big for you but this wall is not too big for you if you hire a lawyer and a cpa okay so boom now you're over that wall might have took some helping hands but y'all y'all yeeted each other over that motherfucker and pulled each other over the top yeah so i think there's there's a lot of different scenarios where there's good and there's bad bro it's very some when there's one side there's another side there's equal and opposite forces. So there's people that are going to be willing to help you, and there's people that don't want to fucking help you. If anything, they'll hurt you. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to slow down how fast you move. Think about it, bro. How many motherfuckers you know that are 40? And again, I don't say this to brag on us, but how many people you know that are where we're at who might even be like 35 or 40 who are trying to like – I know a lot of people that are 35 and 40 just starting their companies and just saying, okay, I'm going to try this. I'm going to do this. Bitch, we're here. We're already there. We're already monetizing our friendships and being able to get into a place to where we're making a profit. It's been three, four years now. We're, we're in the green. We're seeing uh, the light at the end of the tunnel. We're doing a podcast where we're being productive on the side, even whenever we're not doing that. We're working out all the time. You, you know what I'm saying? It's about the growth that we're seeing. I don't, I don't think there's 35- and 40-year-old people with the growth that we're seeing from our vision and growing that vision, we're there's it, it just it's is that's a legitimate thing. Mm -hmm. So I would be a little pissy and salty and maybe a little embarrassed or you know kind of bring down my self confidence a little bit because of the fact that I never maybe took risk and I see somebody doing it and they're you know making the most out of the situation. That's why I tell people take risk. We're I think we're so young, bro. Everything comes out of like every decision or every action comes from a place of fear or a place of love. I think the people who are gatekeeping, whether it's business or any type of growth, it's because they're afraid. They're afraid that it's probably because it was handed to them or because they know how they're afraid of you either taking their business or taking their opportunity. But if it's coming from a place of love, like whenever we make it or when we learn something, our first reaction is to put people on game and like to let them know, hey, dude, it's possible. 
But like, and this is how you do it. Because we're not afraid, right? It's coming from like a positive place, a, po- a place of love. Because I promise you, bro, if we were handed a lot of stuff, we wouldn't go around telling people, hey, dude, it's possible. Or we wouldn't go try to get people to beat us or be better than us. Showing them the process of how, because that's the difference. Though. Because the difference you'd be afraid. Is somebody showing you the process versus somebody showing off how they got there or yeah. like showing off the results. Because if somebody will break you down on the process, that's a friend. Because everybody can fl- flaunt some money at the end of the day, flaunt a lifestyle that they're living. Mm-hmm. And that's showing the results, right? Anybody can sh- walk in with a fucking, you know, $3,000 suit acting like they're high and mighty. Not everybody will show you how they got to that point. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference, bro, is like you said, and that's, that's fear, right? I feel like a lot of that has to do with the same concept of why they might dress to impress like that or why they it, it's a confidence thing at the end of the day bro they lack the confidence in order to when you lack confidence you don't want to put people on game because you do fear the fact that they might be, be they might outgrow you mm-hmm. so there's you know same reason i'm dressing to impress is because i lack confidence so i need people to see my status you, you notice the richest people that you don't know usually have the most confidence they're yeah. so confident it's they because don't they don't have to know. they don't have to impress. They don't need you to know. They're Dude, good with it. All of the major brands like Ralph Lauren, Louis Vuitton, all the ones where you, like you can buy their stuff in the mall. You know how they have the big logos. Mm-hmm. They're not marketing to the people that have more money. The because the real shit that they sell doesn't have a logo. It doesn't on have it. a logo no. on. No. So like they it's know inside of the shirt. It's way it's ten times more expensive, but it's yeah, just man. they don't have to market because those people are don't care about repping a logo. They don't care about that. As I'm sitting here with, like, a Nike shirt on, but, like, the shirt's probably only, like, $30, you know? But still, they don't care. It's just a golf shirt, bro. I think I had a I had a question from earlier that I was thinking about. So, like, I think something that we've learned, maybe for a while, but, like, mid-20s, for, like, anybody really, what do you think are some things that, like, prevent you? So, our time is really important, right? Like, time is literally a time, currency. Especially in your 20s. Yeah. And especially as you get older, time kind of goes faster. You have my priorities. What is, like, the, the main main things you prioritize? And what are some things that get on the back burner? Or you've had to push away, like, dude, I just don't have enough time for this. So, a lot of times what I'll do is, is I'll go through seasons where – Okay, I'll, I'll use this past year, for example. Um, grind it at the beginning of the year. Um, let's go back, actually, to, like, last year, all last year, right? Grind it all last year. Um, talking about, like, flip buku houses from Hurricane Ida. You know, getting people back in their homes. Really hustling, right? Made a bunch of money. Okay, so kind of put my relationships and put my, you know, family and my personal life on the back burner, right? I'm not doing anything. I'm also not seeing my people as much. I made a point to try to go over there at least once a week and eat dinner, but there's no, you're not seeing the people as much as you normally would, maybe once a month, once every two weeks, you know? So, but then this beginning of this year rolls around, economy shit, it's a little bit slower, so work can get, and that's the cool thing about owning your own company, right? Work slow, now I can kind of put work on the back burner and focus a little more on family and my mm-hmm. relationships and kind of take a little more time if I'm going through this season, right? And then it work really is just now picking up, which is crazy because it's been slow for almost six months now. So you went through baseball season, went through a season of growth there. I'd say we're just coaching, trying to get, get these kids uh, more into young men as little boys, you know, trying to develop them as people. So went through a season of that. So I feel like I don't, I don't feel like I ever, I feel like I put things on the back burner, but I always circle back around to them. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's the cool thing about owning your own company is that sometimes times are tough. Sometimes times are good. You kind of just got to roll with the punches. So make the most out of the opportunity, right? Works a little slower. So I start making woodwork around the house, building picnic tables, selling them to trailer parks making um, wall-hanging hook things, selling those to different stores, doing whatever you can, right? So you're trying to make a little hustle there, making some side money, but you also have time because you're at your house a little bit more. 
You can go to dinner with your family. You can go grab lunch. And that's why you have to save your money whenever times are good. You don't blow that shit, bro. You save that money for when times are tough. Because if I would have blown through all of my cash flow, I wouldn't have been able to pay lawyers for certain fees. I wouldn't have been able to buy tools and material when times do get slower. Because there's time. You know what I'm saying? You mm -hmm. still have to buy stuff for jobs. Even whenever the money's not coming in the same way, there still has to be cash there for that. You still got bills to pay. You still got a life to live. You don't just want to be sitting at your fucking house all day not doing nothing because you don't have any fucking money. Look mm -hmm. at some of our ex-employees where they're just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to pay my bills and that's it. You know, So there's moments where that kind of stuff happens, but I'd say I do a very good job about like a, keep it revolving. Like right now, I'm, I'm kind of in like a work and podcasting season. Usually I can keep up with about two things. And right now... Like fully? Yeah. yeah. Like I'm, I can be dedicated and be 100% in on two things. Because, like, I can do... And even then, I wouldn't say we're 100% in on the podcast all the time when we're working 12-hour days. We're giving, like, 100% of, like, our 50% yeah, for the podcast. The thing is, whenever... Today's the first off day we've had in nine days. But notice, the first thing we did was, what? Fucking podcast. Yeah. We're not out on the boat. We're not out at the bar. We're not out getting lunch somewhere. We're doing a fucking podcast, getting a vehicle fucking fixed, and getting haircuts. Like, mm. we're doing... You know what I'm saying? And then you're probably going to go to the gym at some point. Actually, we got practice... With a fucking t-ball team, we got to fucking do a sub-coaching thing. Mm -hmm. So, if he comes with me, because he said he wasn't. <laughs> dude, we, so, like, I'm interested, right? But, dude, the amount of, like, energy Five, and, like, mental health that is affecting me from coaching our 12-year-old team, I'm not trying to coach a 5-year-old team. You might be trying to trick me. You might be trying to, like, get me fully invested in coaching a 5-year-old team. It's and that's kind of terrified of that. It's one day. That's what we said about the boys we were coaching. Just one summer, dude. Try for one summer. That's what everybody says. It's just one summer. Just one. Just dude, one our more. Our parents hustled us into a second season. I don't even think they ever even, like, asked us officially. They assumed we were going to do it. And I think they kind of, you know, whenever you're trying to convince somebody or you, you're trying to speak it into somebody. Bro, like, they paid us. They bribed us. Don't yeah. fucking, don't let it. Don't yeah. Let on the down low. On the down low. Under the, the table. They it, it, it's, I mean, you people, you can look at it however you want, but at the end of the season, after everything was said and done, they pulled together like almost $2,000 and split it between me and you. Yeah. It was like, we just want to say thank y'all. Untaxed. We appreciate y'all. And this is just, we know y'all have lost maybe, or they, they said, Gina said something like, we know y'all have dedicated a lot of time and missed out on opportunities with jobs, we're sure. And we just want to let y'all know that we do appreciate y'all and we hope this kind of helps with that. Yeah. And I mean, fuck, bro, an extra 800, 900 bucks, that's like, I, could, I mean, shit, I was spending that for like three weeks. Mm -hmm. Just having a little cash in my pocket, I was good. You know, not mm -hmm. really tripping, not really worried about much. Call me crazy, bro, but yeah. shit. It's crazy that, I don't know how they think about it, but the fact that we did that with no, obviously we don't have kids, so none of our kids are on the team. It's not like when it was our little brother, little cousins. I think that kind of blew their mind that we just did that out of like the joy of yeah. doing it. You know, yeah, we didn't really make any money by the by the end of what our coach's budget was allowed and getting fucking hotel rooms for Pigeon Forge, getting a cabin, buying baseballs. We had nothing left over. Yeah, no, literally nothing. No. So all things said and done, I had, it was worth it. And, and I feel like that's part of the giving process. We talked about this earlier, but you got to give to get. That's just the way this world works. But when you give and you don't expect to get you always, for whatever reason, you end up getting tenfold, right? But you can't go into it assuming you're going to get. Because even if you got that underlying assumption, like, I'm going to get something out of this. It kind of makes it, it, it you're still not assuming authentic. You're going to get something. Yeah, dude. So when I, when I started to, or whenever you told me, hey, dude, like, I'm going to need help coaching, I don't even remember if you talked about me getting paid from it or not. You might have mentioned it, but it was, like, the last thing I was, like, considering, you know? And I think, like, the whole time, Money was like never even like a consideration. No, because if it helped that they took care of like our parents gave us a budget for some like they gave us a coach's budget for having balls. They gave us a budget for everything. Yeah, like and they said basically we're like pay yourselves out of this. There was not our fucking and it's gonna be worse next year if we go to the beach because we went to the mountains this time. The mountains are way cheaper than the beach. A beach rental is $500, $400 a night for a two-bedroom. A uh, cabin rental is for a two-bedroom, three-bedroom, three-bed. That place was only 250 bucks a night, 300 mm -hmm. bucks a night. 
and you still pay $2,800 because it's an eight-day rental because you got to get there on a third, a Saturday and you leave on a Sunday. So you mm-hmm. rent it out for eight days. It's like, man, this is – but they expect us to be able to pay for everything and still be able to make some money and buy – think about how many jugs of – how many ice chest fulls we filled. Yeah, a couple times a weekend. Of like – we, we went through three cases of water a weekend, at least. Yeah, bro, between that, two, gas, like, all, everything. We get to and from, yeah. Powerade, snacks. I mean, we we definitely lost money. <laughs> yeah. There's no fucking doubt. But I wouldn't go back, and that's part of the giving, right? That's part of, like, it's not always going to be, it's not supposed to be in your favor. Mm-hmm. I, I've just accepted that. It's not supposed to benefit us. It's not so, that's the whole point of it. But And by looking at it that way, it makes it even more worth it for us because the feeling of the the happiness and joy I get and the dopamine and serotonin drops I get from when those kids are like truly living like a, a having a moment or an ex- you know what I mean because you you I can look back and think of moments so I know when they do something like that they have moments and they're like I'm gonna remember that mm-hmm. and they're not gonna forget it for five ten twenty maybe a lifetime they won't forget it. Might mm-hmm. be that special of a memory, but like you see it and it's like, God damn, I love this. Yeah. You know, that dopamine drop that you get from that is just like, dude, it's like a minute. It's like being high. Yeah. It's like a high. It itself. is. It's it you is. might as well be high. Yeah. It's like it, it's it's worth every last minute in the 110 degree bacon on turf in the middle of the summer, like a freaking Mexican just. Like, you see how dark I get and how dark you get, bro. We look like some amigos out there coaching. Mm-hmm. It's funny as fuck, but, I mean, dude, it, it's hot. It's miserable. It's unhuman what they ask you to do. Yeah. You know? Especially to play in it. Ask you to play five games midday. and I almost died, dude. Our last yeah. tournament, I was, like, game three after being, like, over 100 degrees in the same day. I was like, shit, bro. That lemonade brought your ass yeah. back to life. Yeah. I, rem- I remember that. Because you looked at me, you're like, uh. I, I don't know what pickle. was in that lemonade, dude. Pickle too, bro. I think that helps. Maybe, yeah. A little, little hydration and some lemon juice and some, uh, some sugar gets yeah. you back right for another hour. Yeah. Then we literally turned around and drove to Omaha. Yeah. Think about that. Oh shit! Hold on. I'm getting a buzz. You never know. It could be a good one. Yeah. It might be the. Uh, Maybe take it over for a second. No, no. I think it's the. Go ahead, take it. No, I think take it's it if the. You got. Um, what's it called? The car shop calling me from a vehicle. Telling me it's ready. You know, you can answer it. No, nah, I'm like, they'll probably leave a voicemail. Probably so. Probably so. Time wise. That's a good timer? question. No. Didn't do a timer. Today? Didn't do a timer. I'm curious. I'm about to go check. Yeah. Yeah. No, should we're, be good. We're only at 30 minutes, so oh, yeah, we're good. So, but yeah, I mean, all in all. Um, baseball's been more than worth it. Yeah. For me, like, I know going through some times where I was like, shit, dude, this is so stressful. It's eating my, away my weekends. Like, going from, like, Monday Monday through Friday. And then practice, too, during the week. It really wasn't just weekends. And then, like, having a, a whole weekend dedicated to that. It's very tiring. Very tiring. But at the and same working, time. And then working a five-day work weekend, whether it's in the heat or in the sun or yeah. you're working inside. I'm just or, moving. Yeah, you never stop. Yeah. But it, for me, it was rewarding, for sure. Like, looking back, I don't look at it as, like, a negative experience. There was times, dude, where I was like, fuck, dude, I don't, I don't know. You know, this isn't, like, good for my mental health, you know. But, like, it was definitely worth it in the long run. I think, too. No offense, but you were kind of going through some personal shit. Yeah. And you were kind of relying on baseball for your mental health. Yeah. So when you're relying on some 12-year-olds for mental strength, yeah. I'm not trying to be, hey, look, brother, you know I don't judge you, but like, yeah. there's only so much you're going to get yeah. out of that. Because <laughs> I, I wasn't, for me, I wasn't, like, depending on us winning, because to me, I'm not coaching 12-year-old baseball just for get wins and loss, like, no. just for wins. Yeah. But there was a point where I was like, we can't win. Jesus why? Christ, dude! Like, how, like, why are we still having the same problems? Why are we still having the same issues? Because it wasn't like the the it errors, wasn't the losses, bro. It was why we were losing. It yeah, was reasons. It wasn't, and it wasn't like we were just like we weren't losing games because we weren't good. We weren't losing games because we were playing shitty baseball. We were losing games because we couldn't keep our heads screwed on straight. So and it was <laughs> consistent. It, and here's the problem: is that when it's eleven or twelve kids on a team. If you've got more than five or ten percent of those kids 
giving the team backlash and being playing me ball versus we ball, then that's not going. The team's not going to win because mm-hmm. you need all eleven kids to be on board. Yeah, or twelve kids, however many kids you got. You need, but if you got ten kids, if let's just say you need at least ten kids with their head screwed on right because you need a ten man. You need at least ten guys capable of playing. Two pitchers and nine starters. Well, nine starters, including one of your pitchers, and then a guy to come in and pitch. So ten. If two guys are losing their shit, then you could be all right. If three mm. guys are losing their shit, nah, four I don't guys know. are losing their shit, you could chalk that yeah. fucking game. Because it's contagious, dude. It's contagious. Yeah, bro. They start arguing with each other, and then next thing you know, your good guys are losing their shit and getting frustrated with the other guys, and it just turns into a it turns into a mess. When I was still living in Florida, dude, and I I had a lot of shit going on. That's like a whole nother topic. But like driving in for the weekend and having to deal with kids crying and. Like, that's, like, the last... I drove 12 hours or 8 hours both ways for the weekend to deal with some kids crying because they struck out. I had to really take a second and be like, whew, deep breath, like, don't we freak out you. on these kids. We're yeah, right. Yeah, we're good. Coming from a military standpoint, too, where, like, everybody's kind of hard-ass and you can't get away yeah. with shit. Like, you would never see that shit. Yeah. I, dude, that was... I, I did that, like, three that times. CC's coffee. Drove from Jacksonville. <clears throat> could, be our, could be our first sponsor. Do you think if we drank CC's coffee every time and we got like a little bit of viewership, a little bit, you think they would just pick us up? Like they're already drinking, they're already repping us. I mean, we drink it every day, so maybe them. And Ka- I could definitely get Kalachi kitchen. Yeah, they could probably. Run. I could get them. Probably. Though. I could get them. They fuck with me so so tough. Hey, you know, homie, fuck with you so tough. And I, like, I don't know about you, but I'm that type of guy that I'm not repping anything if I don't already use it, eat it, or drink it. I'm not repping like. No, I'm not about to be out here repping like tidy whities and shit. No, nah. boxers guy, yeah, or boxers briefs yeah. guy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm gonna rep what I'm doing. Yeah. So like, put me on game with what you got, and if I like it, I might rep it. Mm-hmm. If we already rep it, come out and get a sponsorship, man. We don't. Well, honestly, we're not even looking to. Yeah, no. Make a bunch of money. Okay, let me put. Let me just shout. Let me just shout out to the world that if this is not about monetizing this podcast. That's not what we're here to do. It's just a bonus. It's just a bonus if that happens. We don't. We're not expecting a bunch of. Honestly, I don't expect gifts. I don't expect cash. All I ask for is opportunity. Help us reach places that we couldn't reach without you. Help us like, get, share, subscribe. Help us get into rooms that That's we free. couldn't get into without the help of somebody who has access to something. We're not looking to take your money. I, we we work our asses off for a reason. If we make a couple bucks from this, that's great. I just would like the opportunity to, because check this out. This podcast is about helping other people, right, and to help other people grow. So by getting an opportunity to put us in rooms that we aren't capable necessarily of getting into without certain people or certain companies or certain, you know, that gives other people that opportunity to grow as well with us. So it gives us the access to give people the ability to do things. Hmm. That's kind of what I'm getting at. And there's so many different ways you can kind of go about it, whether it's, Bro, there's there's ways we could do technology advances with people, helping people there. There's ways we could help people, you know, find better fitness, you know, getting sponsors with that kind of stuff. There's ways we could help people get on game with starting their own companies and finding maybe like, imagine if we get in with a good, like, Rocket Mortgage or somebody along those lines comes and is like, hey, we'd like to sponsor you. And every time you talk about real estate, mention that we would be happy to pick up y'all's bill yeah. on that, you know? I'm just saying. There's yeah, so th- many ways to, at, but at the same time, they probably help us access a lot of doors that we wouldn't be able to get into. Yeah. You know? I think for me, I don't, I wouldn't be mad if we never made like $5 from this podcast, but I think for me, what I would love to be able to do is if we can get our foot in the door with like an advertiser or we can get in our foot in the door with getting like monetization from ads from like Instagram or whatever, is to be able to have like a dope production and be able to make this better, make it like like an IT guy being able to afford yeah to pay some money. somebody like that or also that nice. just to be able to have better content because if the people that are watching this now like we the people that see such high quality content episode three currently episode three if somebody's watching episode three that's a ride or die type of person because this is like a raw podcast right now yeah like this is raw. not very tweaked this is only going to get better and if they're watching this I would want to be at episode one hundred making it better for them making it like more enjoyable. Being able to have more money, not that more money equals cooler guests and better guests, but like I feel like you need some type of influence to have cooler, better people on the show. 
So if they say get better 1% every day, then every pod we're getting 1% better. By pod 100, we should be 100% better. I think so. In theory. I mean, I feel like we make an adjustment to the studio or try something new or even, I mean, shit, this might not even be the final studio. It will probably move around. We'll probably try the living room once. We'll probably try the game room and like the office space once and kind of see what we're looking like there. There's, there's just, there's a lot of critiquing to do. There's a lot of. You know, it's me and his opinion, basically, trying going yeah. back and forth, trying not to argue over what we think is best. So, because we're both bullsh- bullheaded, you know, like, very hard-headed, bull-strong, so we don't really like to hear that our ideas are shit. No, yeah. We need to do it this way, but we find a way to compromise. And so, I think that if we just keep, again, as I'm always about the progression, you know, I'm not a... Not a liberal by any means, but <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm always about progressing. Is like getting, you know, one percent better every day, winning the minute kind of mentality. So I would, uh, I would argue that if we do get sponsors, maybe the first thing we should invest in is, you know, somebody to help with the technical side, or just give somebody some incentive, even if it's like sending fucking Danny our videos and shit and being like sync these up make this look good we'll get yeah. you $15,000 a year like here's this we'll just send for it like to, some part time work you, you send it you have you gotta send it back within like a day mm-hmm. that's the only rule like within it, 24 hours yeah we'll never send more than like two or three a week mm-hmm. so like boom you know and 15k a year he's probably in and we don't ever have to worry but I'm just saying there's there's ways that we'll be able to make this better for the viewers we'll be able because and think about it. The better the content gets, the more sponsors we'll get. Yeah, it's, just a, it's like a the process. It's a tumbling feeds into each other. Yeah, I think the the only way this podcast is a loss is if we quit or if we stop. I see. I've never been a quitter, bro. Yeah, I've never. I've only quit one time. Have you ever quit anything in your life? Yeah, only when I'm not passionate about it, though. I only quit. I've never quit anything but one thing in my life, passion or not. It was fifth grade football, MBS. I can vividly remember. Too tough for you. No, I had really bad grades, and my mom was like, you're not doing this. And I think it was just because I was really bad at football. I was so small, it was trash. Yeah. Just getting my ass whipped out there, running the other way type shit. I don't think quitting quitting's not a bad thing, but I, I think if you can assess, like, your goals and, like, your, your passion for something, I don't think quitting's a bad thing. That's why vision is so important. Yeah. Having, like, understanding your vision and knowing where you want to be. You might not know how to get there, but if you understand your purpose and establish that as your vision, then that's kind of how you can avoid finding lack of interest. Because when you love, when you are moving towards your vision, you are, you love the process. You don't love the result necessarily. The, yeah. the vision is just like the final goal, but when you, you can, you'll fall in love with the process of it because it's moving you towards your vision. Mm-hmm. So versus, and and that's kind of I think why I'm always shitting on a nine to five job because it's really hard to move towards your vision as a human being and what you truly feel like your purpose is when you work nine to five and it's probably not progressing you in your vision because a lot of times most people will just find a nine to five to pay the bills mm-hmm. and I don't feel like it has much to do with what they really want to do as a, like look at Cade for example. He's said it a hundred times. Oh, I would love to help people work out. It's my passion. I love working out. And he does. He works out more than any 16, 17, 15-year-old kid I've ever met. Mm-hmm. But he's even said it himself. That doesn't make enough money for me. Yeah. That's not going to – I can't make a lot of – There's really money. rare ways to do it. You have to be an influencer and, like, create like something be, crazy. You have to be in the top 1% to even be a yeah. six-figure salary kind of guy yeah. or gal. You know, because like, and even then, that's top crazy. athletes of NFL caliber or, you know, MLB guys or NBA players during the offseason, you've got to be really, and at that point, can you really have a family? And can you, you know, it's, it's, I, I, I don't see the world where that's like a, a lifestyle to even want to live. Mm-hmm. You know, so you'd have to be passionate. You'd have to be crazy, so crazy. He's telling me right off the jump that like he doesn't, he doesn't care about his vision. You know what I'm saying? That's the problem. Is that like when you're, you the vision has to be more important than the dollar sign. I I, I truly believe that. When yeah. the vision's more important than the dollar sign, you'll start falling in love with the process and you won't care about the results because the results are a paycheck. Let's be honest. Today's day and age, it's literally fucking paper. 
It's a it's cash, it's paycheck, it's money in your bank account, in your hand. It's a lump. That's how you see results these days. It, because what and, and I'm not just saying that because the reality of it is is like when we finish a job, yeah, the results might be a beautiful looking yard or a patio or a, a brand new fucking you know TV bookcase and TV shelf and or you fix all my sheetrock holes and it might look good, but that's and that's part of the results. But for us, the results are getting paid. You know, mm-hmm. like we don't really finish a job until we get paid, do we? Yeah, no. Like in theory, so for us, the result for them, the results are the look of it, and we like the idea that it satisfies them as well. The results, it's good that it's two sided, but if you're falling in love with the results instead of the process, you don't care about the vision. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? It's just about getting paid. It's yeah. got your your goals and what you're doing on a daily basis. Ask yourself: Is this helping me move towards my ultimate like life goals vision? Like sit down, and if you don't even know what your fucking vision is, you got a big problem because you need to figure that out immediately. Yeah. That needs to be your top priority in life is knowing what you want to do for this world. You will be depressed. You will be sad. You will not like your life until you figure out what your vision is because there's no satisfaction in doing things that don't move you towards your purpose. But that's why God put us here is to, like, us to move towards the purpose that we were given, whether that's like for me, I feel like my purpose is helping people fix their homes helping people fix whatever problem they might have. And luckily for me, I can do their homes. You know, it's not even just about, like notice today, I was happy to help a buddy fix that chair. I like helping people fix a problem. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a house. I'm just really good at homes. So that kind of works out for me. But I'm just happy to help people, bro. It's not about making money necessarily. That's just the byproduct of loving the process. Because it's really, like I said earlier, it's about wanting to be a better me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like by helping people, I become a better me. It might be selfish, but, and it might kind of like the podcast, right? I no. feel like by feel like by doing this podcast, I'm going to grow as a person. But in turn, by my growth, I'll also be able to help other people in their growth. Yeah, and I'll be able to also help people who can relate to our stories and can relate to what I've been through as a person and how I got through things. But at the same time, I'm getting shit off my chest. It's, it's a dual sided result. You know, so, but it's also loving the process of doing the pod. I look forward to when we get to sit down and do this shit. Mm-hmm. This is a, this is a fun activity for me outside of, even if we weren't po- going to ever post this shit, we, <laughs> think of how many we did and didn't post. Yeah. It was still, still part of the process. How many was that? Like 20? Like 10, 20. 10, 20? Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. I think too, it helps for me. I do like, I do enjoy helping people. Something that really made me realize that was the, over the summer, like coaching, because I, I always like helping. I've kind of always known that. I've kind of always had a feeling that I want to be able to do something that will be able to like help people, no matter what it is. I just don't ever, could never really put like a finger on what I wanted it to be, because it's hard to do a job where you're truly helping people and you make you're getting compensated for it. It's just those those really don't match up, like in like the the re- like the civilian world. You know what I mean? And, like, coming out of the military, you can't really help people, but also you can help people, but it takes up a lot of energy, and you have to put up with a lot of bullshit. And The problem is, is in the military, because of the fact that there's no terminating any employee, people don't have to actually, like, listen or do what they're told. You're forced to deal with a lot of shit. Yeah. You're forced to deal with a lot of shit. You can't fire somebody like we can, bro. No. There's no getting rid of, like, you're signed on this motherfucking base for three years, bro. You better learn to like somebody. Yeah. And or learn to get along, even if you don't. It, like, the lessons I've learned are crazy, dude. Like, so crazy. And I can even see, like, how, how they benefited, right? Like, when I when I meet somebody who's a little different or just a little strange, I don't even always, like, judge them right away because I know that they've come from, like, a crazy different place. They didn't have the same upbringing. They didn't have the same type of situation, the same influences, the same people. Because I can already tell you now, if I didn't experience that, I would be quick to judge and I'd be easy to say, oh, well, like, you know, if this person is stupid, this person is this, this person is that in like a negative way. But everybody's different, bro. Everybody is not us. Everybody's not me. Everybody is not you. When you told me the other day, like, there's a lot of people in there that were just joined to avoid being homeless. Yeah. You, know, there, you have to take that into consideration. What if this is one of those people? You know, there's there's definitely some critters and crawlers running around the military, and not everybody's just a good old country boy like they make them seem. Yeah, and even you know? even in like the real world too, bro. Like you never know who, like when you're gonna encounter. You never know, like you know, you hear the the cliche saying that be nice to everybody you meet because you never know like the battles they're fighting, mm-hmm. which is true. And a lot of times too, I think when people are being selfish or whenever people are being 
like short, sharp, or they're being kind of an asshole to you. I think a lot of times, bro, it's not even just them. It's not them trying to be a dick or trying to be like, I'm a mean person. Like, I'm trying to get over on you. It's a lot of times they got shit they're dealing with or they got shit that they can't even handle. Handle, they you know? don't know how to. Yeah, and I, I think... So instead they turn to like being a fucking cock. Or yeah, and it's acting out. Like it's a not kid. a good reason. No, it's, it's not. not it's it's not saying. It's, yeah, it's a low level mentality thought process. Yeah, like low bar, low vibrational yeah. shit. I don't think that. I'm not saying like, oh, it's okay. They can act like that because of that. That's not what I mean at all. No. It's just more of like, a, okay, I see why this person's acting like that. I'm not gonna get triggered by them acting like that because, in a way, if for me the way I look at it is like I feel bad for them. And like a not that I'm bigger or better, it's just that like, shit, dude, that person's got some shit going yeah, on. At a certain point, you're like, I can't, I don't even understand what you got really got going on, so I'm not even about to like fuck with. Yeah, you, you just gotta let them sort it out. Yeah, and the, I but see, then that's kind of like the issue though, bro. Is that like when? How do you get past that barrier? Like good when, calm, like good calm. When you're forced or, to be around them. Yeah. So I think for me. There was a couple people in the military I dealt with, dude, that were like that. But I think it wasn't just stuff they were dealing with at home, maybe on top of that, too. But it was, like, deep-rooted, like, so you just childhood the shit. the fuck out of them? It depends, right? There's some times where I did, probably didn't handle those type of people the right ways. Like, there's people that act like shit-asses, dude, will just give you attitude or be kind of short or just be shitty. And for me... Get on a high horse every now and then, like they're better than you type shit. Yeah, I, I think you have to take in consideration. Me, I've been around a lot of people, so I can kind of at this point, even though I'm only 26, I feel like I met like I met I would say in the thousands of people in the military, dude. So I can kind of like I can kind of get like estimate and get a feel for somebody just by knowing a little bit about their background, the type of family they were in, and just a little bit of stuff. I think for me, I just avoid them. If there's if I can't like impact them or if I can't kind of like guide them I just avoid them and that's not like the best way to handle it long term but when you have to deal with people sometimes the best thing to do is to avoid them to avoid problems like especially when you have to work with them it's like okay we'll get the job done and I'll especially being in a leadership position where you can't really be yourself all the time you have to be a better version of yourself all the time because if you're not in a leadership position bro you don't have eyes on you but when you have eyes on you you have to be able to look at somebody neutrally and be like, hey, so-and-so. Set your emotions completely to the side. And yeah. To just like Which is part it. of just being a man in general. Yeah. Whether I was it's about to say, you don't really have much other choice as a guy. That's kind of like our our only option. Very rare. If you want to handle the, correct, the situation correctly. Yeah. N- nine times out of ten, if you don't handle it that way, you will not be – You can, if you don't handle a situation calm and collect, you immediately put yourself in the wrong. You're in the bad guy. You end up the bad guy. So, mm-hmm. like, there's really no better. Like, notice today when we went to the barbershop when that, that lady was kind of getting a little feisty with me because she didn't agree with what I said. I told her. I was like, look, I'm not trying to argue or belittle anybody or judge nobody. I'm not. Just this is my opinion. This is how I feel about the situation. And everybody's entitled to their own. How mm-hmm. you feel and I'm, is completely up to you. And that doesn't make you right or wrong. It doesn't make me right or wrong. That might be why you look for a certain type of person and what your partner might be, because she was talking about a per- her partner. Yeah. In, uh, situations. Like male-female dynamics. Yeah, male-female dynamics. And so I think that that's where we run into an issue, is that no one's capable of really like just communicating anymore without having chaos, without mm-hmm. it leading to like a legitimate argument. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I think too, man. The another thing I learned in the military, dude, was that you you have to see people like they're not perfect and they're working on themselves. Because if you see people as like they're a final product of themselves, you're putting yourself in a position to get disappointed. Because like even me, I'm always making a point to work on myself and see things for like what they are and always look at like the bigger picture. And we talk about too having like a uh, a desire to find like principle or like to strive to be focused on like principle versus on like emotions or like what's going on. But when you have like people under you and like a leadership type of sense, you can't just assume that people don't have anything going on and people are going through the same things as you. Cause you don't know what people hide, bro. You don't know like the type of drama people hide. 
And people hide a lot, bro. Yeah, dude. There's, there's people. If anything, people probably hide about eighty percent of what's actually going on in their life, and you yeah. might know, especially if you're not in a day to day kind of situation with them, you might know less than twenty percent. You and might know like five. Another thing too, I, I mean, when you're in the, when you did what I did in the military, you're around the same people every for twelve plus hours a day. That gets tired. And you, bro. you really, but that's the thing is, you really can kind of see more about people. Bro. Yeah, that didn't you sound hear, good. You hear me cracking over here? Yeah, that didn't get, sound good. Trying to get kind of comfortable. When you can see, dude. You can see when... Because people, when you're around somebody that much, like if you live with somebody, they can't hold up that front forever or else like... Fuck no. Like I kind of like to describe it as like the pipe burst. No matter how strong a pipe is, there is amount of pressure that will burst it. There yeah. is. And when like when I was around enough people, people that would kind of act out or people that would kind of be shitty or kind of give an attitude to me in like a leadership role... There would be moments sometimes where, like, they were hiding something, like, emotionally. Some where, personal shit they had yeah, going on. And, and there, has there's nothing to do with you. There's Not always a moment, long term, there's always a moment where, like, they get vulnerable. And you have to sit there and be like, this person's a shithead to me all the time. But you have to look back and be like, fuck, they kind of need me right now. Yeah. And then it can. As weird as it seems, it's. It's just what it is. Yeah, and as I think something I learned as a leader, you have to sit back and say, oh, shit, like, I kind of hate this person outside of, like, our leadership or outside of our unit, but, like, maybe this is a moment for us to kind of, like, get stronger. Maybe this is a moment for them to kind of understand that I don't always want to be hard on them. I don't always want to do that. Like, I can be there for them, and maybe this will kind of, like, turn the tide. Because there was a couple times where that happened, bro, where people that I hated, but I still got over and we did, got the job done, people hated me because I was a little, like, hard on them. I would give them shit about doing this or doing that. And there was moments where people would get vulnerable and kind of, like, I'd be there for them. I'd kind of give them some advice or tell them, like, hey, dude, like, you're going to be good. Like, I know that's annoying or that's Might not shitty. be what you want to hear right now, but yeah, it's going to work out. It's going to be all right. Even if it doesn't work out, it's still going to be all right. Yeah, like you're gonna be good. Like dude. even if shit's totally hitting the fan and that shit splatters all over the wall, you got your entire rest of your life to clean that up. So yeah, like the the even the absolute worst situation, you can still come back from it. I tell people that all the time. I've got a step parent that killed somebody actually, and he's got potential to get out. And even even in a situation like that, where knowing that he did something wrong and he. You know, has an opportunity to make things right and have like a second chance. If you can come back from anything, bro, there's yeah. nothing in this world that, no matter how shitty you've, of a thing you've done, no matter where you've been in life, no matter what your mistakes that you've made, there's always the honestly the best stories are a really good comeback story. <laughs> yeah, like a really good comeback story. Yeah. It's always the one that hits the hardest. It's it's one thing to be like elite your whole life and just stay elite, but it's one thing to be like nobody and fucking if anything the shit ass and then to come out elite yeah you know so it kind of like when you look at like a heartbeat monitor whenever it's just level and like nothing ever changes everything's just normal mm -hmm. you're dead right yeah but like a heartbeat monitor what happens like really low lows Boom, really high highs. high highs and like it's stressful and it's a lot of like ups and downs roller coaster but like that means you're alive that's just life bro yeah that means it's you're alive just life man and that's just like seasons dude like we talk about it like mm -hmm. this year for me, the first half of the year was just a fucking stupid low. Stupid low. I'm going to try to stop cursing as much. But a stupid low. Like, so probably one the tied for lowest or, like, the lowest I've probably been in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. At least it felt like it. Maybe not literally looking so, back. But that, uh, we, I thought about this the other day, and I said something. I was like, we, your brain is powerful, bro. So yeah. if you think it, it probably is. Yeah, like yeah. Whether, whether you you could sit, tell yourself like, oh, I, I might just be thinking that. But if you're thinking that, then like your yeah. brain is. If you're telling yourself that's what it is, then that's what it is. That's what. I, and I think that's where people don't understand how where their brain like where they're lacking the mental strength, right? And I'm not saying you're mentally weak, but I'm saying that's just a good example of like a moment where you could tell yourself like, you know what? I've been through worse shit and like yeah. really convince yourself of that. But it's hard to when you're going through like what is actually the worst season of your life. Yeah. So like it's it. hard to have that kind of mentality. But again, it, and maybe you didn't have entirely that mentality, but you still were working out. You still were progressing. You still weren't like you were taking the hero arc versus the villain arc. Like yeah. we always talk about. So even if mentally you're not able to win the battle, you're still physically winning that, you know, the stride. You're mm -hmm. making strides to winning the battle. So I think that. 
I think that that's where it kind of all circles back around and how important it is to our mental capacity is so small in relative to what we actually think, like what, where we're, I, I guess I'm saying that our mental capacity is really big from what we understand of what it's actually doing. Because you so. don't realize how, and like subconsciously, you don't realize it unless someone points it out to you like, oh, fuck, I guess, yeah. yeah. Right, if I'm telling myself it's the worst season, then, oh, no, nigga, like that's the worst season for you, son. Like you are officially in the worst season if you've accepted that that's your worst season mentally. All it takes you know? is one thought, dude, like one yeah. little thought. It's like super contagious. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen Inception, but like the, the movie about the dreams going into the dreams, yeah. going into the dreams. The, they say like the only way that it works is like tricking the people is getting them to believe it themselves, not even actually telling them, but to like make them believe think it first. In real life. Yeah. 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 Which is crazy. To, it's just a movie. Right. But it's like that idea is powerful because like kind of like you said, it may not have been the worst time of my life, but it felt like it. And that's all that matters. If it feels like it, it is then. Yeah. Because nothing's felt like this is worse than this. So like, okay, this makes this <laughs> the worst thing that's ever happened to me at that point. Yeah. Know? I'm not I'm not being like cliche or nothing. I'm no. saying like that's the reality of it. If you're telling yourself that, if you're feeling like that and your mental capacity is agreeing with that, then that's what it is. Mm -hmm. There's no arguing with that. You can try to and like, but that's that's the reality of it. Like, don't be one of those people, bro, that, that lies to themselves. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. it's, it's easy to lie to yourself. It's easy to, it, and you don't even realize it because you're doing it subconsciously. You, it's not understanding that your brain's doing it with, you know, you don't even realize you're doing it while you're doing it. And that's the thing. It's like, oh, I'm in a horrible season. And I'm not saying you were in a horrible season. You were in a fucking horrible season. <laughs> but by also acknowledging and being like, yeah, I'm in a horrible season. Now you're definitely in a fucking horrible season. Yeah. You know, like the boat's taking water on and I'm watching it. Yeah. You know, so. What do you think for you? when you're going through a down season or like a downtime, you know, like a, a winter, what do you, what's something that you focus on or what's something that you do to kind of like get through it? Um, like a, not just with like business or relationships, but like overall, when so you're I like a overall a bad season. I find myself praying a lot more when I'm in a rougher season, which is shitty, right? Cause I should be praying a lot every day and I try to pray at least once a day, but I pray a lot more throughout the day when I'm in a bad season, you know, just kind of asking for help, which works um i do whatever i'm doing i try to go a little bit harder like if I, even if it's something stupid i'm going 125 now if i was going 125 i'm going 150 now like it's if, if it's at work if it's <laughs> yeah. at work i'm i'm really putting my fucking head in the ground and i'm getting after it you know so like there's and that's just an example right i'm not trying relationships same thing i might go i might be a little bit more like calling a lot more, FaceTiming a lot more, trying to be a little more prevalent, making drives to see you in Shreveport or in Lafayette or wherever they may be, you know. So it's it's a matter of, you know, putting in my effort there, going to see my mom. So I feel like I go a little harder, and that's the thing. I spend less personal time. Mm -hmm. Less so time to yourself. Yeah, I'll kind of chalk that up for us. And it, and it helps having people like you, like homies in your life that kind of hold you accountable because it keeps you from getting too deep in a rough rough season. It's like yeah. I could be, I'd be in a really rough season right now if we weren't clicked up the way we are. Like you just yeah. get back from the military, me having an extra person running around with me every day. Life would be fucking whipping my ass. It's already, <laughs> think of, it's already whipping my ass. Yeah. And I'm barely holding on and I got all the help I need, you know, so... Imagine if we didn't have each other. Because there's going to be seasons where you go through the same thing and it's, you know, I mean, fuck, we did it earlier this year. How many times you spend the night on, like, a Friday night instead of going home and being ch sad and shit? We're just staying up writing fucking lineups and mm -hmm. shooting the shit until we crash out. It keeps you occupied. That's what you need homies for. That's why you need your circle small and tight because when shit hits the fan, that's, that circle doesn't splatter the same way. I think, too, like, we talk about it, too, like, making the right decisions all the time, but also... Like, your decisions mean more whenever you're not doing well. And I also, I think... They're amplified. They're amplified. Like, yes. the good decisions pay dividends later. The bad decisions are the opposite. It's they're like, like triple. Yeah, but in, like, the negative trend. It, and it's almost like when you're in a negative season, bro, your good decisions are, like, half of a good decision now, and your bad decisions are, like, times two. Yeah. You get the multiplier on that, but you get a divide on the good ones. Because it's like every time you fix something, it seems like another thing goes wrong. Yeah. You know, so... When you have two like peop negative people in your life, 
that's another thing too about like why it's so important to vet people because when we're going through a rough season, you don't want people to like help you in a negative way. Like, oh, like the people that come, like, come party, on, yeah. let's go party, let's go drink, let's go do this, mm-hmm. let's go like, let's go sleep with a bunch of people, let's go do this, let's go do that in like a negative sense. That's just like such the quickest way to like fix a problem that. Yeah, bro. The quickest. I'm sorry, that's not even really fixing the that's problem. Short it's just term satisfaction. It's like covering a broken bone with a band-aid, really. Yeah, or taping it up, taping up a fucking door with duct tape and being like, "This is good." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the same shit. You're not doing a good job. You're just fucking covering up a problem. The first thing that, like, if I have a, a friend, I've done it before. If I have a friend that's like going, especially heartbreak the most, heartbreak or anything like really shitty and like a loss type of sense is like, let's go to the gym. Let's do that because I feel like. When you, if you're in your head and if things aren't going well, if you can do something like active and get out of your head is like the, it may not last. It'll only last for as long as you're doing the activity. In that moment. But yeah. that's still just time out of your it's head. Temporary. But yeah. it's, it was time there. You know, if you can get in the moment and be live day to day and not where you were and like what could be and like what you think might should be, then and just be exist where you're at. You're a lot better off. Look into the future and it's in like, when you look in the future, try and think, I know that sounds shitty, but think me, you know, think, don't think a we, like when you, when you think as a future, especially as a man, like how can I level up? Because at the end of the day, as a guy, you should be trying to be a provider and be a protector. So if you're leveling up, then that means you're getting to a spot to where you can be a suffice leader and a suffice provider, mm-hmm. a, su- a suffice protector, you know? But if you're not doing what you need to do to build your value as a guy, you're definitely not getting to a place to where you'll be able to take care of somebody and kids at some point. No. You know? That's why it's so important when you're going through a rough season to, like, push through and make the best decisions. Because if you put yourself – I think that's what they're for. I think that's what, like, challenges and, like, hard times are for. It, like, we talk about it, too. Sometimes it's – they're there to see if you really want what you ask for. But on the other hand, it's there to kind of, like, set you up. Because if you're battle to – bro, no – no, like, really good woman wants a, a non-battle-tested man. No son wants a non-battle-tested father. And I don't mean, like, literal, like, combat, but, like, life-tested. Somebody who's been just experienced. Yeah, dude, got like... A little, got a little shit with him. Yeah, you, know? no, you could be cool. Sure. You could be funny. You could be, like, even wealthy. But if you're not, like, stress-tested... If you grew up cookie-cutter, then, like... Yeah, no dude. One's, no one's got... It's a, it's a respect thing that comes along with making it through the cookie, those moments. Cookie cutter guys don't have that respect because they've never had moments where they had to like nut up or shut up. Mm-hmm. So the guys that you see had to nut up, they just end up, it, it's a respect factor that goes into it. Like, damn. And so when you see people like us who have been through a couple situations, like, bro, losing my dad, losing my cousin, growing up with BJ, I've made it through a bunch of those moments. So yeah. for me, it's like, I feel like my surrounding people are always like, I got mad respect for you, bro, just for not being a fucking crackhead on the side of the road. And you get to, so, you get it from both ends. You get from the people who, like, you. I don't I don't like the term cookie cutter, but from, like, the non-battle-tested type of mentality, like, let's say, like, an easy upbringing, you get respect from them because you're like, oh, shit, dude, I don't know. I don't think I can handle that. But you also get respect from people who have, like, been through it, too. Even people that have had more. Like, even people that have been through crazier shit, which is hard to say. They just know that there's a level like, of oh, trauma shit. that comes with that, so they've got respect for it. That's all. Yeah, and that's that's what I think is cool. Because, like, as a man, men, like, real men, respect men who have, like, been through the shit. Who have, like, yeah. That's why when you see, like, a World War II veteran, even if you've never been in combat, you don't know what it's like. You know it's fucking not easy. Yeah. If you see somebody who's been been in jail for 20 years... You may not, res- you may kind of like not feel respect because they're in jail, but you're like, damn, dude, you did, you did that 20 years and like you're still here and you're a better person for it. Like the people that do come out better, you're like, damn, dude, that's respectable. Or if you see somebody who lost a business or like went bankrupt or some like they lost their home in a fire and they come out better for it, they come out a better person for it. Like, dude, like that's tough, dude. Like, mad respect. Or somebody who loses a spouse unexpectedly, loses a son unexpectedly and they still handle it well, and they come out better for it, it's respectable. Yeah, absolutely. And it gives you, it gives you like, that, that clout, but in, like, the most, like, human kind of way. That's, like, true clout, I think. You know what I mean? Because I don't, I will never respect somebody or relate to somebody I who's never been. I wouldn't call it clout at that point. I would just say that's, like, I, I, it's defining. Like, it, yeah. those are defining moments. I don't mean clout. Because clout, to me, is, like, what people think. And like a, it's a facade. Yeah, it's like not real. I didn't mean like literally cloud, but it's like the, 
clout. That's your repu- That's like your actual reputation. And it's truest form. Yeah, that's you know what I mean. Reputation. Yeah, because you could. That's all. That's what that would. You be. could be viral and you could do this and do that for certain things on social media, but like at your core, what have you been through and what is like your, uh, your resume for like overcoming difficult times and adversity? You know what I mean? There's like a difference, but like in, if we take away everything, take away like civilization. Like, if, if we still lived in, like, tribes where we threw, like, spears at, like, animals, like, deer to survive, what do you get, what gets you respect? Killing the most animals. Killing the most animals or, like, fighting off the most enemies. Being the, being the goaded guy at the tribe. Yeah. Cause being like, him. Being him. Being yeah. the guy. And, like, if you're, an old, if you're an old guy and you're successful and you're still level-headed and you can still handle yourself, you've been through challenges, it's like... I don't want to mess with this person. Like they say, if you if you're a man and you work in a young man's like type of game, and you're still around, it's because you're pretty, you know, you're pretty battle tested. Yeah, that's facts. But all right, I think we're about out of time. Um, pretty good pod today. If you have any questions, guys, let us know. I know we're still kind of getting used to this. We want some feedback on the studio for sure. Yeah. Kind of first time playing with it. So just let us know what y'all think. Um, again, thank y'all for coming out, listening, giving us a time of day. It always means a lot. So, mm-hmm. what do you give? Talking about like going through like a rough season, just like an ender question. What do you think? If you had to tell anybody who said, like, dude, I don't know what to do, man. Like, I feel like my life's like in shambles. Like, to like a younger kid, like late teens, early 20s, younger than us, what would you tell them? Um, hmm. What's, like, the first thing you tell them, not knowing much about their life? I'd probably ask him what his daily routine schedule is. Like, what does your day-to-day life routines look like? And mm-hmm. start making adjustments there that are not productive or not paying off benefit to your long-term vision. Mm-hmm. So kind of that's an easy, easy source to, like, okay, this, I'm waking up at fucking 9 o'clock every day. I'm not getting my day started till 11 o'clock. I'm playing video games till 2. And then, like, yeah, well, no shit. Look at your fucking day-to-day life schedule. No shit, you're fucking miserable. Mm -hmm. So I'd probably tell them to start there, right? Start at a place where you can say, okay, this is what I'm doing wrong. I'm not waking up early enough, and I'm going to – or I'm staying up too late doing dumb shit. You know, take a a look at what you got going on. Start there. Mm -hmm. That's the easiest way to get out of a rough season. Mm -hmm. Because your only reason you're in a – the only thing that makes a rough season a rough season is because you're not doing your spending your time efficiently, mm-hmm. and you're not. That's that's it. It's a season, so it's literally a time. Temporary. It, no, it's it's time. It's a it's a timeline, right? The a season is in theory a time frame of your life. So you're literally your time is not being spent the right way. Reevaluate how you're spending your time. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Y'all come back out. <laughs> T Roy's T Roy's uh talk of the day. I guess we want to say. Yeah. Episode three, gone.